Hello and welcome to Photographic Connections, the podcast where we create connection to self, nature and others through the art of photography. My name is Kim Grant, the founder of Photographic Connections and your host for this podcast. And today I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Valerie Miser onto the podcast. Valerie is a nature photographer and video creator based in Melbourne, Australia. She shares how having an academic upbringing brought her to suppress her creativity for many years and how reconnecting with this side of herself through photography has allowed her to find a release from life stresses and find some balance from her day job in the corporate world. She also shares why nature in particular is of great inspiration to her and why she decided to start sharing her vision and photography on YouTube. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Valerie Hi Valerie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast this week. Before we delve into your story, I must first thank one of our listeners called John, who very kindly introduced me to you and your work. And without him, you wouldn't be sitting here today. So thank you so much, John, for reaching out to me and and putting me in contact with Valerie. Um, Having looked at your website and everything, you're definitely somebody that's going to be of interest to our our listeners. So I'm really looking forward to speaking with you today. before we delve further into your photography specifically, I wondered if you could go back to the beginning of your photography journey and explain what got you into photography in the first place. Yeah, sure, Kim. Happy to. And, and first of all, before I dive into that, I also have John to thank. Uh, and and uh, thank you very much for having me on, on your podcast as well. So John reached out to me and uh, started watching a, a few of my videos and then said, oh, I'm, I'm going to suggest uh, you join Kim's podcast and it all happened very quickly. So it's been a, a very lovely surprise. So thank you. Um, I guess, yeah, my, my photography journey, where do I start? It's uh, I've been doing it for a little bit over two years now, so still very much relatively new to photography, I'd say. Um, and I think it was a a combination of events that that really led me to photography and um perhaps the the biggest event was was losing my beloved um golden retriever scout she was she was the light of my life um i'd say to my my husband she was my little girl in a dog suit uh we're, we're both very much uh you know huge dog lovers so we had two golden retrievers at the time and um, so this was in 2021 and, and we lost to, to very tragic circumstances and it was just devastating for me. Um, and, and it happened during the height of the pandemic. So I guess that was the, the other major uh, event there. But it probably sounds a little bit cliched somewhat, but I suppose when, when you lose someone or, or something that you love very dearly, it, it does give you... Uh, reason to to pause and for me it just stopped my world and it really made me um, reassess and, and reevaluate where I was in life in my direction and, and what I wanted from my life um, and and I suppose because it happened during the, the the height of the pandemic that just magnified I suppose my my grief and my emotions and everything I was going through a lot more. Um, during that time obviously I suppose similar to a lot of people I I was working from home uh, I was doing 
incredibly long hours, very stressful with my job. And I just, I just needed an outlet. I needed an escape. Um, and, and I really can't think of a particular moment where it, you know, struck me that photography was for me, but I think I must have gone through a catalogue and there was a sale on and I'd seen some cameras on sale and I'd always been sort of very creative uh, and and unfortunately I didn't get a chance to express a lot of that creativity growing up and and so I think it was at that stage where I just, you know, wanted to express myself in a different way and outlet and I saw this catalogue and I, I must have thought, oh, that's that's interesting, why not try it, try to take photos with something other than my smartphone. <laughs> um yeah, and then I, I just did a bit of research and, and then I suppose I, I, you know, I bought my first camera, which was a, a Fujifilm X-T4 and and the rest was, uh, you know, sort of been history. Um, I'm, I think similar to you, Kim, I, uh, I, I describe myself as a, a nature photographer. Um, I, I love landscapes. I love wildlife. Uh, I, I just love nature and, and capturing that and, being able to, uh, you know, be out there in nature and in the outdoors and uh, really just capturing moments that that are special and that speak to me and that touch me in some way and and being able to relive that and and, and sharing that with others, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's sort of been a snapshot of, of my photography journey to date. Yeah, gosh, there's a lot you've been through over the past couple of years with, with everything that's happened. It's almost like a big, a big change for you in many ways and in, in direction, but also trying to find this way of, of balancing life, I guess. Because, you know, I, I read on your website that, that you're a lawyer. So I imagine that the, the high powered sort of um, commercial side of that is, is very different to what you get now going out into nature with your camera and being able to express yourself creatively. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think because of, of my day job and my career, I mean, up until losing Scout and, and you know, going through the pandemic, I'd been, I think, you know, sadly and, in, and again, in I think in a very cliched way, sort of living that typical life where I was very much career driven, uh, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. And it was sort of it's it's an upbringing that has been instilled in me for for quite a while. So so my parents, um, uh, first generation uh, immigrants to to Australia, and and I suppose in a, in a lot of ways very typical of of the uh, the immigrant story. You know, leaving behind a a life of hardship, and uh, we were in fact actually uh, refugees to to Malaysia. So so my parents left uh, war torn Vietnam. Uh, escaped that on a, on a little fishing boat. Uh, we ended up in Malaysia, and then we ultimately got sponsored to Australia, where I, you know, I had aunties and uncles living here. And so, for my parents, it had always been, you know, sort of um, trying to to forge this life for for you know their children, and it was very much an academic upbringing. And and my parents were very traditional in that sense, so it was about focusing on academics and, and and that was pretty much you know my, my life from from childhood and so I felt like I'd always had this creative side that I just couldn't really tap into in a way I was sort of inhibited and because I had this 
path that my parents had in mind for me and I sort of had to follow that because that was, uh, I suppose in some ways, you know, their their vision of success for them, it was you either ended up being a doctor or a lawyer, <laughs> really, and, and there was really no other path and then I've just pursued that and it's really all I've known. Um, but, you know, it is obviously very stressful. Uh, it can be in a constant pressure cooker environment and and in a way I think that that really drove me to wanting to find something else that was quite different and, and for me photography has in many ways been sort of a you know a sense of or a way for me to escape escape the the realities I suppose and the noise and the distractions and, and all of that that I experienced through, through daily life um, and, and I've really felt that it sort of was quite poignant during the height of the pandemic and then obviously the grief that I felt with uh, with losing Scout. Mm. I imagine there'll be a lot of people listening to this that can really relate to what you've shared there, especially with regards, I think, to the, the almost pressure we maybe face growing up um, from society or or family members to go down a certain path at a certain route and quite often it can be very much what society maybe expects of us as success or or these pressures of maybe what what our parents maybe want us to do in terms of these careers um in the corporate world having this financial security I guess a lot of people do face that but I can only imagine from an immigrant perspective it's it's heightened in many respects because because of the situation your family have been in through through the generations and it's, it's interesting to hear there that throughout all of that, you've always had this creative side within and it's almost been like this part of you that's been been wanting to be expressed, but of course had to be almost pushed down for, for many years. And now to be able to be in a situation where you feel almost maybe out of necessity, but maybe out of and maybe just feeling a bit more empowered to begin to explore that and and have it in balance with the the corporate life as well. You know, it's not like you've given all that up. It's it's very much now bringing it into a balance for you so that you can have that the work life, but also have this release, which I think balance is so important in life, isn't it? Absolutely. And and you put it so well, Kim. I think it's um perhaps subconsciously this this you know sort of eternal search for balance and maybe um it just happened at the right time for me in life where things just started to align and and uh being able to to find this path has been really liberating uh and I suppose now as you know an independent adult uh making my own decisions uh and and, and finding that freedom, uh, in a way, it's you know, it's yeah, perhaps a search for freedom and, and finding that balance. And I wish I found it sooner. That's all I can say, Kim. <laughs> uh, all this time, I just uh, it's uh, yeah, I don't know why I hadn't picked it up earlier, but very much uh, glad that I did. Yeah, I almost feel, you know, all, all of our stories are so different. And I I feel like we're, we all discover these things in life when, when we need to. And, and quite often it comes out of, of a necessity because of something happening. Um, and of course, the, the passing of, of your golden retriever was something along with the pandemic that you just felt inside, you know, now is the time to maybe do something for myself to find this release. And, you know, um, I mean, I found photography and creativity very early because 
I was in a very dark place early on in my life and it's like I needed to find a release very early on but I find for a lot of people it's when they reach maybe late 20s 30s and even for many people you know middle age there's like this not quite a crisis but it's like something happens and life is very much put into perspective and that's where they start to explore themselves a bit further and but we all I think get there when when the time is right for us and we can look back and say oh I wish I'd discovered this sooner and of course there'll always be a part of us that has that that desire but equally it's like you know this was the time for you and um it just feels like it's it's like you say been very liberating and it's almost like I wonder where now that you can tap into this creative side that's been in the background for many years it's like I almost wonder where where is it going to take you now it's it's quite exciting yeah yeah definitely it is and and you're right I think Sometimes if you, you try to force a situation, it just doesn't happen, uh, right? And, and so it's, it's nice when things, uh, from, from my perspective anyway, when it just falls into place naturally and it feels, feels natural, feels organic that way. Um, but, yeah, I think for, for most of us, we, we have a routine, we have a sense of comfort, we have a safety net, um, and and we stick within that and then it just over time becomes sort of the norm and you don't really realize it and it takes sometimes you know a, a, a significant moment in your life um, whether that's positive or negative for for sort of the penny to drop doesn't it and then you need to realize or, or to to feel empowered enough as as you said before to want to take action, to change circumstances, to do something different, to leave that, I think that sort of security blanket or that, for me, I think a, a large part of that has also been the fear factor, fear of the unknown, fear of uncertainty. Um, but I think once you do, then then your ability to explore, explore the world around you, explore new things, new experiences take on new challenges it comes so much so much more easily mm, yes it's great that you mentioned there this this fear because you know we all feel it it's um like you say, coming out of the security blanket and the safety of what we've always known how we've been brought up the people the places the, the things we've always done it's like to put ourselves into different new situations meet new people try new things it it can be really scary at first but I almost feel it's very necessary to us discovering ourselves, discovering who we truly are, discovering our real passions and, and interests, and also being able to express ourselves. Because when we're not able to express ourselves, the internal battle we feel can be so deep and difficult. And we always feel this resistance and this almost trapped energy. But when we start to try new things and experience new things and work out what we enjoy and what we don't enjoy and meet new people and have new experiences it opens us up and, and as you rightly say there and gives us new opportunities and new ways of expressing ourselves and I, I find it interesting that you mentioned that you've always had a creative side but you never felt able to almost express it or explore it and I, I remember reading that you used to do quite a lot of drawing and painting um, when you were younger but for some reason photography felt a bit different to you so what do you think it is comparing the drawing and painting to photography? Why, why do you think photography has given you um, more, I guess, from a therapeutic perspective? Yeah, um, I think uh, I really enjoyed drawing 
uh, as, as, as a kid growing up, Kim, and, and doing a lot of sketching and it just sort of fell by the wayside. Uh, you know, I, I actually was very good with portraits and um, maybe from my perspective as a child it looked better <laughs> than if I were to look back on it as an adult. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I, people would say, oh, well, you're, you're very artistic. And and then I think it's I, it's like anything, if, if you don't uh, keep practising and, and you don't pursue it, then you sort of, uh, you know, your skills and, and you let it slip away. And so I, I did it during, I think, my primary school years and then in high school it was, again, very much reinforced by my parents. Don't do silly things like that. Um, you can't earn a living, you know, being being a, an artist. Uh, focus on your academics. And so I stopped that and, and then in uni actually I started to dabble in uh, acrylic painting Um but I think it was always better in my head than in reality. <laughs> it's, it's much more difficult putting a, you know, paintbrush to, to paper. Um, but I, I loved, you know, that exercise and going through the process and just, uh, you know, free form and, and, and just, just letting my mind wander. Um, and I think photography uh, is similar, I think, in terms of, you know, the post-processing and that's what I really enjoy as well when I do go back into editing and it's about um, creatively expressing what I saw or what I felt out there with the image that I captured or sometimes editing in a way that I I hope it was what I had seen and and maybe not so much realistic uh, in terms of, you know, um, adding an, an artistic element to it, I suppose. Um, So I think in that sense, it's very similar, but, there's there's a there's a, an aspect of of reality in it and it's uh, I think it goes back to you know a balance of of reality and, and art or you know uh, artistic expression um, it's you know for example with say long exposures for, for seascapes I I love that because it's it's what I can't physically see through a long exposure with my own eyes, but what I can imagine in my mind and then to see an image that's created, you know, the, the ethereal feel of it, um, uh, you know, the, the, the movement in the water or the flow of the water and how that's all captured, I, I you know, we, we can't possibly see with our eyes, but uh, it's amazing what, you know, you, you can see what a lens of, of a camera can capture um, or you know, with wildlife or in the moment, just capturing a, a certain expression that's that's just priceless, uh, a certain bond, a certain behaviour, um, which I certainly could never draw or paint. <laughs> um, but being able to freeze that moment in time and then relive it through, uh, in a way, my own creativity with, with you know, editing it or, or how it was composed, I think it's... It's just the magic of all of that coming together. Uh, so it's a little bit hard to describe there. Um, yeah. 
I think these sort of things always are, aren't they? Because it's a very internal thing. And when we try and put words to how we're feeling in these moments and what it does for us, it can be very challenging because there's almost not words to describe it because of that internal feeling. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I guess with photography, we almost have a lot more options of what we can maybe do with it. Because of course, with painting and drawing, there's of course different things we can we can paint and draw. There's different mediums we can use, different techniques. But I guess with photography, it's much more instant. You know, you can create an image in a matter of seconds, of course, a lot longer if you're really considering a lot of things in terms of composition and settings and all that kind of stuff. And the time that it takes us to see the image in the first place. But with regards to comparing it to painting and drawing, it's a much more instant process. And then going home and editing it, it's it's beautiful. And we can also take it out with us and do it as we're walking, as well as sitting down, as, as you would do with with most painting and drawing techniques. And one thing I thought was really interesting that you spoke about there was, you know, when you were growing up, it was almost like not being allowed to do the creative stuff because it didn't earn money. And this is one thing I would love to see change in the world. And I think it is starting to change, actually, is um, this idea that we cannot make money as creatives. Um, Of course, it, it can be a lot more challenging in the beginning, but I've been looking a lot recently into archetypes. Um, and one archetype is is this idea of the starving artist. And that's what so many of us are brought up with this idea that if you want to be an artist, you're never going to make any money. But I think the way the world's changing now, there's so many ways that we can be creative and use our creativity, especially, I guess, if we go more into self-employed and business um, ways, you know, you know it, it is possible. And I think with all the stresses in the world right now, it's important that more people who have a natural creative gift or talent uh, put it out there in the world to inspire others and to maybe teach and support others with their own creativity, which is is beautiful and, and will help people in the process. And I guess that gets on nicely to the fact that you find photography very therapeutic. So I wondered if you could delve a little bit further um, into this. Yeah, yeah, sure, Kim. Um, so for me, uh I think the biggest benefit has has been um, just just the the mental health benefit Um, and this ties nicely with you know being a nature photographer and and loving nature and loving the outdoors and being out there and and for me it it brings a lot of solace uh, a lot of peace and, and tranquility and when I'm out there I I could be lost in my own world and and I seriously could be lost for days if you know no one no one were to come and get me and um, it's it's you know just just the calmness um, that comes with it and and so through photography uh, there's just something about pressing that shutter release button and and just being in the moment and, and just you know capturing what it, whatever it is that's in front of me or around me. Um, it's it's just such a soothing, calming, peaceful feeling, and and I think that's that's where it, it has. I I have a very uh, a very busy mind, Kim. Incredibly busy. It just it never switches off. Like I just I you know I, I cannot turn it off even when I sleep at night. It's just constantly ticking away. But when I'm out there and I'm just 
it's like a, a sort of a, almost a meditation sort of moment. I'm in my Zen, I'm in my moment and I just tune out everything else. And, you know, I, I hear the wind and the sounds of the, the you know, the, the ocean and the waves and the birds and all of that. And it's, it's all I hear and, and pretty much all I see is just, just, you know, what's, what's immediately around me. And in that sense, it you know the the worries of, of daily life I suppose just disappear for, for a time and uh and, and that's where I find my peace you know it's 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 my my zen place I suppose and it goes back to for me this this whole uh I suppose theme about uh providing a, a means of escape uh for me uh, and and it's it's just the peace that comes with it, and I think that's most most often what I search for during you know as as I go through the daily grind, and I'm sure most people do. Uh, it's it's just that moment where you we we are not not worried and, and bothered and concerned about all the all the noise and distractions in, in daily life, uh, and, and yeah, so I, I think that's 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 the the therapeutic nature there. Yeah. I think one thing I'm really trying to get to the bottom of is how nature photography specifically, it seems to massively enhance the the well-being and therapeutic elements of photography. Now, of course, every style of photography has its therapeutic um, benefits, but there's something about being out in nature, getting out there uh, and immersing ourselves in the beauty that massively enhances that sense of peace, that sense of solace, one thing you mentioned on your website is getting completely lost in time. You know, you lose track of time when you're out there with your camera. It's almost getting into this flow state, which I'm hearing more and more people speak about. You know, it's, I guess, it, because it gets us out there and gets us away from where we live, where we work and everything else in our life. And it gets us into that environment. And I guess, is that kind of how you see it in terms of connecting it with nature? You know, what, what I guess... What for you personally do you think the nature element, how, how does that enhance it for you? Yeah, um, I suppose as, as someone who's who's always loved the outdoors and, and I, I have to admit I just have a natural affinity for, for animals and probably more than I do for people, which is probably a, a strange thing. But, uh, um, you know, with, with a... With photography, I've found that it has given me more reason to want to get out there, and uh, and that's you know through uh, I suppose my desire to you know capture these special moments, and so every opportunity I get, I, I want to be out there. Uh, if I've got a camera in hand, that's fantastic, and I think. Prior to photography, it was the case that I always understood that the benefits of nature, you know, getting fresh air, uh, feeling, you know, the warmth of the sun on your face. Um, but back then, perhaps it was more so about the physical benefits of being out in nature, being active, um, looking after my physical well-being. But since picking up photography and since the pandemic, I've really become much more cognizant of the focus for me being shifted to now mental health and uh you know the the mental health benefits of being out in nature and 
it just goes back to, you know, the, the emotions and the feelings that I get when I'm out there and, and it's really about, you know, the, the, the peace and the calm and, and the soothing aspect that comes with it. And um, I think there is just so much beauty in the natural world around us and because we're so used to this, uh, you know, especially in this day and age, our lifestyle of constantly being on the go, constantly being distracted by technology and um, everything is moving at such a fast pace. When you're, you're switched off from that, you're sort of forced to go back to more of your basics and I think you're, you're more in tune and aware of, you know, your instincts and, and perhaps your emotions and what's around you. So I think you just look more outward than inward, I suppose. Um, and and being able to do that just, I think, just heightens the sense of, of connection with what's around me more. Um, so I'm not sure if I answered your, your question there, Kim. Um but yeah, for me, it's just just the beauty in things that aren't man-made, I suppose. <laughs> I guess it's getting back to our natural state, isn't it? You know, I I don't feel we're meant to live in in the way that we live in the modern day world. You know, for those who still live in areas that are very connected with nature, generally speaking, you know, statistically, they tend to be happier, they tend to be less stressed, they tend to be more active. You know, it's interesting that for you getting out initially was about that physical well-being. And now it's like more about the mental well-being. I think the beautiful thing about getting out there for, for our mental health is that we're also being physical. You know, uh, walking is actually one of the best things we can do for our physical health. But if you actually think, oh, I'm just going to go out for a walk, some people can do that easily. You know, I, I try and go out for at least two walks a day. But for a lot of people, just simply going out for a walk, it's not enough. They need another reason. So if they can think about their mental health and and adding it with, with a camera and being creative, you know, you kind of forget you're walking when you're doing photography and that you're out there because you're more engrossed in everything else. And I guess it's bringing all of that together. Definitely, yeah. And I know that your getting involved with photography has also made you more aware of the fragility of the environment and um, about things like, you know, wildlife protection and conservation. So I wondered if you'd be happy to speak a little bit about that. Yeah, those are issues, I think, uh, that have always been dear to me. Um, but I think prior to, to really... Um, you know, having the opportunity to immerse myself out there in the field, uh, in the natural environment consistently, I was more of a, how do I describe this, sort of a passive bystander, I think, if, if I can describe it that way, Kim. Um, I, I knew these were issues I, were pa- I was passionate about, but, uh, you know, you think about it for a fleeting moment and then life goes on and there's other things to worry about and other issues and priorities and it sort of, you know, takes a back seat. Um, but but in recent times I've, yeah, I've, I've certainly become much more, much more cognizant of, um, you know, animal, uh, you know, conservation and protection and environmental conservation and uh, the state that the world is in and, you know, the footprint that we're we're leaving behind and 
Um, and the, the importance of not only, you know, uh, conserving for, for future generations, for humans, but for, for native wildlife and various species themselves, Um I feel very much that, you know, there is a responsibility that we have and then I probably won't get into too much politics here. But, uh, you know, as as humans, we, we, we have a, a massive impact on the world around us and, and most of the time uh, a pretty negative impact. And when, when I look at the environment and I look at native wildlife, you know, they're, they're so innocent and... Uh, uh, a lot of issues around, you know, uh, human human uh, development and progression, and you know, always wanting to advance and and uh, our, our sprawl, our urban sprawl, development, all of that uh, encroaching on their habitats. It's 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 an important issue because uh, I, I think it, it goes back to this point around balance you know kim and and um yes there there are there are you know obviously uh interests that we have as a as a society to advance our our well-being but i think it can't come at such a high price and a cost to to uh the environment and, and the natural world around us um so yeah it's it's really <clears throat> excuse me it's really driven me to to become more active, not just be concerned about it and and uh, you know watch things unfold from the sidelines, but really you know through through getting involved in grassroots causes, through donations, through just raising awareness, starting the conversation. Uh, I, I think that that all helps and, and it does go away to uh, I suppose. Uh, doing doing my bit and, and doing what I can mm, definitely yeah it's lovely that you you have that that mindset and that awareness now and I guess maybe that's something that that's going on in the world right now you know a lot of people are so disconnected from nature it's like how can we care about something that we're not we don't see we don't connect with and it's almost you know people who do have this connection with nature and a lot of nature photographers you know we want to love the environment we want to care for it we don't want to leave anything we don't you know we want to be be really conscious of how we're interacting with it and how we're living but we need to have that connection in the first place to even become aware of and and care about all of these these issues that are going on in the world so definitely getting out there with our with our camera helps that and one of the beautiful things with you as well is that you don't just do photography you also started your own youtube channel which is fantastic you know being able to to put yourself out there and and film your your journey so I guess what what made you decide to to bring your photography into the YouTube space? Yeah, it was uh, it was all about sharing my experiences. That's that's how it all started. And in fact, my very first uh, YouTube video wasn't a photography video. It was uh, I think it was a hiking video. So um, shortly after, so you know, with uh, I think it was at the end of twenty twenty one. I was living in the world's most lockdown city, Kim. Like, <laughs> I think we we you know when when it finally lifted, all Victorians like we just bolted. <laughs> we wanted to get out and just go wherever we could and 
for me, uh, so so my husband, uh, he's into hiking and we thought, yeah, let's, let's just get as far away from Melbourne or the city as we can. And uh, we headed up, uh, to, yeah, into the mountains and, and did a bit of hiking. And um, and I think I had a GoPro at that time and I just started to, to record really for, for our, you know, sort of to document our own personal adventures and journeys. And I'd come home and we'd book through them and then eventually I'd put three little things together and I thought, well, this is fantastic. Like, why don't we just just share it, um, you know, so other people can discover these great hiking trails and maybe we can share some tips around our experiences. And, and uh, yeah, so, so I posted that and, and then as um, I started to do more photography, I thought, well, why don't I share my experiences? And, and really that, that, you know, was, was the, um, the idea behind the channel for me. It was about sharing my, my photography journey and experiences and learnings with others so that, uh, you know, they could pick up things along the way that, you know, as, as I picked up and uh, hopefully through, through my mistakes and my learnings that uh, I, I could help others with, with their journeys and, and then ultimately, you know, to hopefully inspire people because uh, I just love being out there so much. I, I as, as I've said, I, I don't think I could say it anymore, but uh, I, I love being in the outdoors. And for me it was, well, what better way to share that experience and raise that awareness and, uh, you know, give people the opportunity to, to come along for the journey with me than, than to to post it and and so they can see and um and hopefully for those who can't physically get out there for, for one reason or another um they could in a way sort of vicariously escape through through my videos but still find the enjoyment and the love for photography and the appreciation for nature through that means uh, so yeah, that that really has been been the idea behind the channel. Oh, it's so beautiful, and I'm sure that's the same with yours, Kim. And comes with its own challenges, doesn't it? <laughs> it certainly can too. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that your first video was about hiking. My my first video was about conservation, and then it was a couple about walking in in the mountains um, at the time, and or there was one about walking in the mountains and just exploring Scotland. And then it kind of got on to just becoming known as a landscape photographer. So it's interesting that you began that way. And I spoke to, to Courtney Victoria recently as well. I'm not sure if you're aware of Courtney's work, but she does a lot on YouTube as well. And, and she started by, by filming, um, you know, about around where she was living at the time and almost doing this sort of travel documentary style stuff. So it's interesting that we've all kind of started with something else outdoors and then gone into more more photography. And I have to mention, I was looking at some of your videos yesterday and I came across one that's, that's entitled Learning to See and Feel Nature Through Photography, a short film. And I've got to say, when I started playing that video right from the onset, I just, I felt something, both the visuals, your voiceover, the music, it was so incredibly beautiful and you could just feel this deep meaning and inspiration in what you had created in that video. So I just would like to highlight that one particularly, if anyone would like to 
to look a bit deeper into your work and about this connection to nature that's definitely a beautiful short film well worth watching yeah look thanks so much for for your kind words kim uh they actually uh mean a lot to me uh and Look, that video was something I thought about making for quite a while um, and that's because the message in it is something I truly do believe in and uh, is something that's dear to me. And I really wanted to convey how beneficial uh, it can be if we approach our photography um, not from just a you know, perspective that it's, it's a process. You get out there, you, you take a photo and you go home and you might edit it. Um, but if we see it more so as an opportunity to uh, really live in the moment uh, and be in the moment and immerse ourselves with our surroundings and be as one with our environment, I think, and, and that might sometimes mean that you put your camera away, right, and then you just don't worry about taking a photo. And uh, sometimes for me it's not, you know, I find it relaxing, not worrying about having to make a video, uh, and I just enjoy being out there and, and just being in the moment, which has been, you know, a key focus of mine for the past few years. Uh, and I think if we see our photography through uh, through that lens, um, pardon the pun there, but, but if we see it from that perspective, it can be enlightening in so many ways and in, in so many different levels. Yeah, definitely. And it's such a beautiful video with such a deep story. So yeah, I really hope many people listening to this today will, will go and watch that video and, and feel the things that you've just spoken about because it's it's so, so beautiful. And Valerie, I just want to thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. And for anyone that's resonated with your, your story and everything you've shared today, I wondered if you could let us know where can we go to connect with you? Yeah, sure. And look, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to you, Kim, for you know taking your time to, to have this chat with me, this conversation. I know you're a very busy woman and uh, just for you to reach out and, and give me a bit of time, I, I really do appreciate that. So, um, and just to, to connect with, you know, your listeners as well. Um, so that's just uh, a highly appreciated um, of your time and, and the opportunity. Um, in terms of where you can see, where you can find me, uh, as you mentioned, I, I have a YouTube channel. So uh, Valerie Mesa, um, and and really, that's the main platform where I share the adventures behind my photos, uh, the stories behind them, uh, and my learnings and just thoughts really on 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 a lot of things photography related. Uh, aside from my YouTube channel, my other main social social media platform is uh, Instagram. Sorry, uh, Valerie Mesa Photography. There, uh, I probably don't need to say much more about Instagram. Um, but in terms of uh, really sharing my photos, uh, my main platform is my website, so ValerieMisa.com. Uh, and as much as I love Instagram, we all know the limitations of, of that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you, you know, it's where I share my favourite photos and if you're interested in seeing photos in higher resolution, in more detail, the full photo, uh, you can see that on my website and got a few blogs on there as well but uh, I haven't really had much time to to write those lately. Uh, uh, YouTube has been quite uh, time consuming uh, aside from my day job uh, as, as you know you can see you nodding there Kim uh, and and also recently Facebook uh, so I've just opened an account there but I, I do prefer 
I think Facebook to, to Instagram, just being able to connect um, with with uh, followers more, uh, and also to, to share photos, you know, in, in higher resolution. Uh, so I promise I will be more active in that space. Um, but yeah, so lots of ways you can reach out to me, and yeah, through my website if you want to send me an email or anything like that, uh, you can definitely drop me a note. Um, yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much, Valerie. It really has been a pleasure. And I'll link to all of the things you've just mentioned in the show notes below. Thanks so much, Kim. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's podcast. It really does mean the world to me. If you'd like to get further involved with Photographic Connections, including joining our online community, you can find all the details at photographicconnections.com. And now that this podcast has come to an end, there's only one thing left for you to do. It's time to pick up your camera and head outdoors. There's so many incredible photographic opportunities just waiting for you to discover.